I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, Darren here. Estyheim here. I guess you didn't know if you're like listening to podcasts and you picked a random episode and you didn't know what you were listening to. That That's my name. And that's Estee's name. We're just going to hit the ground running here. Right before we started recording, being the millennials we are, we were talking about 90s movies. So now you're up to speed. What were we talking about? Oh, blank. I confused Richie Rich with blank check. And I've made this, Big faux this uh, confusion a few times. But they, it's kids It's kids with a whole lot of money, which when you're a kid, like that's stuff that you fantasize about, like other than maybe having superpowers and like being older and having like agency over your own destiny, which is something you don't really have when you're like a kid, or at least you realize you, you, I'm getting really deep. The point is when you're a kid, having loads of cash to do all kinds of reckless shit is like, Oh, the dream is the dream, right? They're like, and you also have little concept of the amount of money and what things cost, like over maintenance and like taxes, like that doesn't like objects that you want in life have like a finite, number that if you have a check for i don't know like a thousand dollars when you're a kid you're like i could probably buy a castle like you just have no perception of what that that entail of that amount i mean that's where my brain went when i saw the movie for the first time i think as like a five-year-old yeah. maybe six are we talking about blank check or, or about richie blank blank check. check i was like if i had first of all i think he wrote himself a check for a million dollars yeah i think i saw a buzzfeed article where some like money person accountant economist somebody broke down the costs of like the stuff oh, that he does <laughs> and just how it's like totally incongruous to like what and he, and he does the math no. of like okay like a roller coaster would have cost this much at this time like with inflation blah 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 right and he goes through like the real like logistics the of schematics what, the schematics of what that would have afforded and of course it's I mean it's a movie for Christ's sake who cares who fucking cares but it is funny when you look at the cold hard facts like yeah man that's not that's not gonna go as no. far as uh, as, as yeah, I think it no a million liked. dollars would have gotten him like maybe the water slide in the like the water slide that goes from your bedroom to your pool. Yeah. It like just that, like the house itself back in like 90, back in like, what was it? Like 92 or 93. Yeah. Just that house. I mean, would, would have been like a million dollars. I think it would have gotten him pretty far. I'm not going to lie. Like there's definitely, I mean, I'm not an economist. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know the, the, <laughs> the money. The math ins and outs. Behind all this. The ins and outs. But I think it would have gotten him, probably about halfway I, I have to rewatch the movie too i'm pretty i'm pre- sitting Should here pretending that, like Darren? i'm an expert on the movie like a like a rewatch of blank check <laughs> do like a double feature of blank check and the richie rich movie with macaulay culkin i mean sure why not i would do that i mean we might as well just add it to the agenda of things that we think would be fun i know and- darren isn't it crazy that we still have not seen each other in person yep since we started this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and we live maybe five Not miles away from away. each other. I mean, this has been really convenient to do 
to do this uh, the Zoom thing, you know? It has been convenient. However, yeah. I think that one of us needs to, like, break this cycle. And maybe next time we'll socially distance outside and do the pod together. Okay. Are you okay with that? Because I'm okay with that. I'm able to just never leave my little hobbit hole here in, in my house. I'll go to your hobbit know. hole. Oh, wait. That's really? not true. Okay, so we've seen each other once because we did the music video. We, did, we talked about this. We did this. the music video. And that is actually kind of a... I'll use that as a segue in a second because you know that that EP that I've been working on is like it yes. comes out on Friday. So by the time this episode I know. Are you so out, excited? I am. You know how it is. It's just nice to finally have... um to get, have it out it's just like because it lives in your head when people are always you know people i'm sure our listeners have heard this of artists before but it doesn't matter what you do if you're an actor you're a writer you're like you you're in the lab so long that by the time it's out you know we say kind of lovingly like that you're already over it by the time it comes out and that's just because you've listened to everything a million times and like it doesn't mean anything or have a real real life of course it means something but what i mean is it doesn't have like legs and a body and a, it doesn't exist in the real world until it exists with a third party so just being able to release it into the universe suddenly signs a new lease in your relationship with the the thing you've been making and like to be able to do that finally like it's like when you take somebody to your hometown that you know really well yes. and you know the streets and you know your favorite spots and your favorite parts about everything. Like, you know it inside and out. But when somebody visits it, it's like you get to see it through their eyes and how they interact yeah. with it. And then it becomes like a whole new thing. And that's kind of what's fun and a relief about putting it out. So anyway, that's a, that's my typical way too long answer of me just saying, yes, I am excited. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I understand being excited. I mean, I was super excited. I've been, I mean, it's, it's like what you said. It's like you, you've been listening to the mixes for weeks, sometimes months, and you've labored over this piece of art that you hopefully are proud of and that you love. Yeah. But I think this, like these next couple like this next, call it 24 hours, if I were you, I would really like hold on to these moments because at, at this point, like this body of work solely belongs to you, right? It's yours. You Thank have you, it. I guess. You've made it. And like it's and you know about it. You know what the songs sound like. It's yours. And the second that it's out in the world, in a it weird, it's like it's it's it doesn't belong to you anymore and all but and that's and that's great like sharing art like to me like i don't want my record to like sit in someone's attic for the rest of its life i want it to be shared with everyone but what i'm saying more or less is like it gives people the opportunity to criticize it and and put their own opinions on it and right now you only you it's only you and right. I, i'm saying i would revel in that and be in it and appreciate it it's like it's almost like it's like having a you know like this baby that is yours and in a couple hours like the baby is going everyone's going to see the baby and everyone's going to have opinions about the baby i know we talked about that with thundercat it's and i appreciate you saying that like enjoy these moments for being yours but i actually and i i i think i understand what you're saying but my i just want it to be other people's like i'm excited for them to you know, to use my sort of mixed metaphor of taking people around the hometown. Like, I'm just, I just want to show people the thing, you know, because it doesn't. Yeah, you're proud I of guess, it. Yeah, my, my validation is, is like, I don't, 
I'm haunted by these songs. Like the only way to like, you know, you know, let the ghosts move on to the next plane is when they can like inhabit someone else's brain yeah. and body. So that's, that's what I'm excited for. It's like, I want them to not be mine anymore. You know, I want them to belong to other people. I get that too. And I feel that way about when we put out music, but I also recognize, you know, again, like, yes, you want people to listen to your music and, and put their own, feeling and spin on your lyrics and your and and what it means exactly. to them and for so many people i know i know growing up like there were records that i loved and the reason that i loved them so much is because they kind of encapsulated a moment or a happening in my life and right. this ep has the possibility to do that for thousands millions billions of people selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm curious when you just because something that i've always i guess i've never really asked you this but when you're you know back in the day maybe we've mentioned this in the show i forget but you know, when you're back in the day, and this is a, a tricky example because they're the fucking Beatles, and you know they were, you know, they had the Midas, like the the most golden yeah. touch of all time. But yes, let's you know, talk about was, the Beatles. Let's do well, it. Well, I was going to say, you know, if you're the if you're the Beatles in a certain time of the music industry, and you sign a record contract to like you know uh, to put out however many albums within a certain you know what amount of time, they would just kind of go in you know, mess around and record it and then just like put it out. And that's like the record, like whatever they have lying around or what I've been thinking about. And, uh, you know, they really kind of, it's a snapshot of that moment of whatever, whatever they kind of decided to put together in that moment when they're in the studio. And, um, that's how records are made for a very, very long time. And, uh, there's a deadline and you hit it and you just put it out. And that's, that's, that's the thing. It's in the moment. And, uh, I guess one of the pitfalls of digital audio production is that you can really tinker until the day is long. And I suppose you could still yes. have done that with, with, with analog recording. But I guess there is a, you know, a lot of these songs, well, it's only five songs on an EP. It's not a full album, but some of them have been sitting around for like, you know, more than a decade. And some of them that just like came out of the past year. 
And uh, I guess what I'm saying is I, I'm wondering if you guys, when you're recording, you know, do you just kind of, we got to get it done by this point. We got to make this album. So we're just going to go in and see what happens and make stuff. Or do you kind of have, do you find, do you have like a lengthy process of like, we got to write the songs, then we do the demos and then we're going to record it. I guess it's different every time, but um what do you prefer? Do you like just kind of going in and recording and just knocking it out and saying, that's it, that's what we made? Or do you also kind of like, I don't know, you kind of analyze it for a little while and say, I don't know if this is the thing. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm asking. I understand what you're saying. And I think with the three records that we've made, you know, the first one, it's like you can only make your first record once, right? And you have right. your whole life to make your first record. So we had, we put out my, our first record when I was 26, I think. Right. That's I think God was that was that when it was it seems like it was not yeah I was twenty six twenty six is that how old I was I don't know but we put out our first record in twenty thirteen and so essentially we I'd had my entire life to tinker <laughs> technically away at this first record and we're so proud of it and we love it we loved it so much but we did meticulously we you know we we knew that we only we had one shot. So we slaved away at this record, at our first record, and we, you know, and you really have something to prove. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, and I think I've said this before, but like we've had opener mentality since our first gig. So like we are constantly pushing ourselves and wanting to write better songs. And with our first record, it's kind of like you don't really, uh, you don't really get a second chance, you know. So. Or or you're Tom Petty and and you do and you're you become you know a, a huge sensation after your third record. But I think things have changed a little bit in the last you know ten or fifteen years. It really has. There's so much pressure on your first record, and so we put out our first record. We really were meticulous, like I said, and then with our second record, it was the same thing. You know, we took a, a bit to not a long time. I don't think that we took a long time, but we definitely took our time and we wanted to put out something that we were really proud of. And our second record was kind of fraught with, with, you know, illness and a lot of crazy shit happened during our second, the process of our second record, as well as our third record, you know? So I think, I think that all you can do is the best songs you possibly can. And I will say with our third record with, Women in Music Part 3, we kind of had this, you know, we had this really free-spirited feeling of like, okay, like we wrote this song, we put it together, we produced it, let's just put it out. Which was an exercise in trust. <laughs> I think between, you know, Rostam, Ariel, and my sisters and I, I think we all were just like, let's just put something out. We love this song. It's the summer. We're going to put out Summer Girl. And we just did it. And we put it out. And, you know, I think that people... And that was all within a moment. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. I'm envious of that sort of abandon because you go, well, I don't know, maybe we should like wait till we can put on a thing. And, you know, that's something I could definitely learn from. It's not from, easy, Darren. Putting it out because, yeah, it's tough. Uh, and I, I think that's kind of what I was asking, which is why I was kind of silent when I was listening to you because I'm just sort of absorbing it because I... I think we're idea people, you know, and I think a lot of people who listen to this and a lot of people we interview that that are creatives, one of the great curses of that gift, I suppose, is that your brain and 
creativity moves way faster than your yeah. body can execute. So inevitably, you're going to have this like massive queue of shit that you just can't get to. We and and with music for me, the the main obstacle has just been time. And so even with a year and a half of like a pandemic, you know, shutdown. I can only get together five songs and that's only like, you know, a small percentage of all the songs that I'm trying to get done. And so I just go, God, over the years, is it, I really should have just like sat down, recorded them, put them out and not really thought about it. So I guess I was just trying to confide if you had also had this, uh, this, this plight. Listen, not everyone can be Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. And just do it just constantly. Yeah. You know, his out, his output is crazy. You know, he, he can write like 10 songs in a night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's just, like, stories about him just, like, sitting in a room while there's a party going on downstairs and he's up in, in a bedroom, you know, writing songs. that And that's his process. But I think that you we can strive for that. We can yeah. strive to have, you know, to write as many songs as humanly possible. But we also, it's like you said, it's like we, we only, there's only so much time and there's a lot of things that we want to do. And I, I think the, the thing that I think about more than, than like, being able to have more output because I write songs, my sisters and I write songs in a certain way. And I also don't think that you can like, like you can't really like conjure inspiration. It's just one of those things that you have to like work at every day and be available that if inspiration strikes, right. you're ready. Yes, we've talked right? about this. You got to be ready for it. Yeah. So I think the thing that I think more about with time and wanting to do things is like, I wish there was more time I just don't know if I'm going to have time to do everything that I want to do. And I think that's the scariest thing for yeah, me. Yeah, that's a is big like, fear for sure. Me too. That's a big fear for me. I know that I want like, you know, I want to be, I want to learn like 10 languages. Like, you know, my dad speaks 10 different languages. You speak like 10 different languages. <laughs> no, it's just hack away at a few well i mean i i would love to be able to speak the language of the places that i'm going to when we you know tour i want to do that i would love to like go back to school and like get my master's i would love to i i mean i i loved i loved school i hated school i loved learning yeah that's i think a lot of people who don't necessarily yeah subscribe to the structure of of you know, the education yeah. system is not necessarily exclusive of the love of like, you know, learning. Yeah. This is something we haven't really talked about in the show. This is interesting. You know, like our fears and the other side of, you know, wanting to be a multi-hyphenate and doing everything. There's tax, you know, there's definitely disadvantages. And one of them is inevitably for me when I'm keeping all these different plates spinning, what that means is that it does take time away from the other. And exactly. uh, you, you and I have been lucky enough to have a few of those plates spin high and well and 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 kind of have enough attention to to sustain any sort of uh, other plates not spinning as well, I guess. My metaphors are kind of all over the place uh, this, this this episode. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, inevitably, like, you know, as an actor, um, I, I'm I've been lucky enough to have a lot of stuff go on for that but that's taken a hit on my music career and you know songwriting and producing takes a long time for me unlike you know someone like bruce springsteen and when i look at my favorite artists who i am not the thing that i always say is like you know i'll, I'll never be my heroes but my heroes will never be me and i have to remember that because it's like of course like either the, there are things that bruce springsteen yes. can 
will can do and only can do but of course there's a ton of things i can do that he can't do and, and so just kind of really zeroing in on those things and appreciating them for what they are but you know when you look at someone like bruce like that is a 100 percent artist that's what he does it's all he does you know he doesn't i'm sure i mean now obviously he has like things that he's doing as a byproduct of his byproduct of his music at a broadway show and stuff but he's on broadway me, yeah for yeah but for you and i it's like yeah you want to do like you, there's literal other types of of artistry that you want to get your hands on. And uh, yeah, it takes its toll. I feel like everything that I've put out in the past few years has been like a constant compromise of me going, well, that is the best that I could do given the fact that I only had this amount of time you know, it's like, it's true. Like the artist work is never done. People always say that yeah. like, oh, you always want to add more things. But I'm like, no, truly, like I'm not done. The buzzer is in two seconds and I have to get back to this other thing. So everything that comes out is kind of like, that's honestly all I had time for. Like that happened with my show on Quibi that happened with like any music that I've ever done. And I always feel like, damn, like, should I be economizing things so I don't have that feeling when I put stuff out? But then I go, even if I had all the time in the world, would I still have that feeling? And the answer is I don't know because I've never done it. I don't know why I'm getting so introspective this episode. But Darren, maybe you should try. I know. It's definitely, you know, I, for me, it was more out of necessity this this past year because, you know, like I wasn't able to work as an actor very much. So I wanted to now go into music. It was a bit of a, a silver lining, right? Where like, okay, so you can't be doing stuff as an actor. I'm lucky that I have this other outlet and it was nice because it reminded me how much I, I really enjoy that process and how much I want to do more of that. I guess I've been doing press and push for this EP. So that's where my brain's been at. So I've been like sort of reflecting and I meditating on it a lot. So now that we're doing this podcast, I'm like still in that headspace. I get it. I love introspective, Darren. But let's be real for a second. Um, blank check uh, and Richie Rich. <laughs> Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Let me ask you about something because it's a big topic and then maybe we'll, we'll let these wonderful listeners go because sorry for waxing poetic guys. No guests this week, just me and Essie talking. You know, pontificating, meditating. And by that, I mean me, probably, more than Este, who's much more concise. <laughs> I'm so excited about your record, Darren. Thank you. I'm I super, appreciate you saying that. I'm super excited. It's a big deal. And you know the Elsie Fest is next week as well. So I'm just like in I the know. weeds. <laughs> it's crazy. I, you know, I wish I could go. You know, I would be there if I could. Yeah, it's a tough time. It's a tough time to to do a festival. There's, there's ain't, ain't no two ways about it. I was going to ask you about TikTok. Yes. This is a big topic, so I don't want to get too too into it because I know we don't have much time left, but I will just say, first of all, I love TikTok. I dig TikTok. 
I have a lot of reasons why I like TikTok. I'll just one quick one being that I remember when I was even in college and meeting really, 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 really talented musicians for the first time, like other people from all over the country. And it was like frustrating. It was infuriating because I was just like, there are so many talented people like in the world. They're everywhere. And like, I wish there was a way for like people to know about them. And this isn't exclusive to TikTok. Obviously, a lot of social media has done this. But I think there's something about the sort of more content angle instead of social media angle of TikTok, where it's more about like creating literal content and not just like, here's what I had for for lunch today. Uh, That is like proactively encouraging creative people to share their thing. And people from all over the world are connecting like there's like singer TikTok or like bass player TikTok or drummer TikTok <laughs> and like really, really, really good musicians create these communities. And I follow all these like kids, not just kids, adults too, but like a lot of them are very young. And it, I just like, oh, I have like a sigh of relief because that feeling that I had when I was in college going like, God, there's so many and like, I know, and there's no, and like, I, I need everybody to know about how good they are. They can now just put their shit on TikTok and like people who are into that shit We'll find it, celebrate it, and they'll connect, and they'll make more shit. And I'm just like, there's such a sigh of relief that 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 exists for creative people. And uh, this is my question. Last night I saw a TikTok from a guy that said he he wasn't knocking anybody. He was very diplomatic, but he was like, I wonder if well, he just talks about the greatest songwriters and the greatest artists being like okay. kind of introverted and not okay. the kind of people that are. Like historically speaking, they're not the kinds of people that would like use TikTok. (laughs) And he was saying, how many of those musicians are we now not finding because they aren't using? Like, I feel like you and I have a certain set of skill. We have a certain set of skills that uh, were good for the world that we grew grew up in. And we've gotten as far as we have when those skills fit the systems that were receptive to those skills. But now at this point in our life, there's a juncture where the operating system has changed. And so, you know, I go, shit, like, we're lucky that we've had some shit out before the advent of TikTok. But now that TikTok is the thing to do, I go, well, fuck, I got to now learn this new trade if I'm going to stay on top of shit. In the same way that like if you're Paul McCartney, well, again, bad example. I got to stop bringing up the Beatles. They're bulletproof. But if you're like an artist that has done well and like you didn't get on like, I don't know you didn't start an Instagram account like eight years ago. It's like, bro, you really should get on top of this. So I guess what I'm saying is I, after all my questions are way too long of setups, I was going to ask, do you feel the need to be like, I gotta, I can't just rely on me doing what I've done. I now have to learn, talk about learning a new language. Esty. Like, do you feel the pressure to have to do this? Cause I'm like, I got to get on this because I can feel myself like being pushed out of a thing if I don't learn the new operating system. If I don't update my, you know, iOS on my phone. Yeah, your iOS. Yeah, you gotta you gotta upgrade to Sierra. I gotta agree to the new terms and conditions of the social media game. I you know, I think that we were very lucky that 
we have we work with people and we work with labels that kind of let us do our own thing. I know a lot of artists coming up now talk about feeling pressure from their label to upload videos and to stay active on TikTok and Instagram or whatever. And we don't have that luckily. And I think that when we do post anything anywhere, it's really just because we feel like it. Right. And I think that we're lucky in that way. And I think that it's fun for us. I don't think what I'm trying to say is like, it's fun. It's like, I don't, we don't really take it very, you know, like seriously, seriously. I think with the content that we put together, we, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, it's entertaining, I guess. But to answer your question, I don't feel that pressure. I think that we are more concerned with, you know, touring and, and, and reaching the people and playing for the people that like, like our music. But I think the, if you have fun with it, I think it doesn't matter. I think no matter what you do, as long as you're having a good time doing it, I think you, you should be able to, you know, post or not post. Or like, if you don't feel like posting, don't post. I was with someone over the weekend. I was with, I was with a friend who had like a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. And I was like, wow, like that's, that's so like rad. Like he was just posting videos about, um, he was just posting funny videos. And then, you know, at a certain point during the pandemic, he was like, I don't feel like doing that anymore. And so he stopped. Yeah. Cause it was just a fun thing for him to do. It's yeah. just a fun thing. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's kind of my attitude about the whole thing is like, do I peruse TikTok? Like, do I get sent funny TikToks from friends and stuff? Do I watch them? Absolutely. You know? I find myself mindlessly spiraling down certain algorithms. It's TV. It's new TV. I tell people all the time, especially for our listeners that might be divided and are like, I don't get what it is. Here's what TikTok is. Again, it's, it's when we were kids and you turn on the TV and you just kind of channel surf. Remember that old fun thing? Like, yeah, just summoning what you want to watch. Like you would channel surf and find a couple things. You go, that's funny. And the major difference is, Everything, you know, it's like if you're going to watch a thing for 30 seconds and then move on to the next, like you can have a full TV show within a matter of seconds and then move on to the next thing. But beyond that, let's say let's say you're channel surfing and you catch an episode of Friends that you love and some and and Joey says something that's really, really funny and you're laughing so hard that you want to watch it again. But you can't because it's TV and it's already over. But there's one line, and so you keep saying it to your whoever you're watching with, your brother, your sister, and you guys keep saying that line to each other, and you're laughing at how much you love it. If TikTok was around when when that shit was on TV, and I had the option to interact with that funny joke that Joey just delivered, and you told me that I could like reply to it and do my version with all my clothes on and say, could I be wearing any more clothes? Like I probably would have. I would have immediately wanted to interact with the content that I had seen because I like to make jokes and I want to be funny. Like I would absolutely have taken part. I would have participated if it was an option, but it wasn't an option. Like like entertainment was a once was a one way street. It wasn't a two way where I could get in there and do my own version and respond to it and do my own spin on it. Like that's what TikTok is. And for people who are confused, it's like, I don't get what kids are doing. It's like, think of your favorite shit when you were a kid. And then imagine if you, especially if you're like an, if you have like a creative mind or you're an artist or a performer, like it's 
you'd of course you would of course you would fucking want to interact yeah. with it and like so that's what tiktok is this is this is a just because you brought up wanting to interact with matt leblanc <laughs> i had as a i must have been seven and this was like right when friends came out i was seven years old i was going to dixie canyon elementary uh in sherman oaks in the shokes was my elementary school and um the big talk of the school or at least you know my school had like five plays a year it was like a big it was like big into performing arts it was a public school five. but again oh, yeah five so plays a year and the last play of the year was the gifted the gifted um program so like you had to audition as a kid and like these panel of judges would tell you whether or not you were gifted in singing dancing acting art whatever and so i was Brutal. a gifted kid yeah, it was really brutal. I mean, uh, really I, again, I had it was intense, but it was a great program because if you got in, you got free arts education. And they would. Okay. Wow. That's, you would that's, go down. That's... You would go downtown to where I went to high school. You go to Cal State L.A. and you would learn every Saturday. Anyway, I did that for years. But at my school, the big talk of the play that I was in was that Matt LeBlanc was dating the mom of one of the kids in the cast <laughs> and matt leblanc hollyweird baby that's some la shit hollyweird hollyweird and that matt leblanc was probably going to be at the play right which would be a big break for the kids because you know like oh. he could see you oh. perform- yeah wow huge deal but also like i was a fan of joey and your story reminded me of what i did when i was in the play and the play was called, um, oh my God, what the fuck was it called? It was called like, We Have Differences or like, People Are Different. Something like that. It was about like different different types of people. <laughs> it was like, it was a made up play that oh, my, um, that again, George Weil made, the, made up the music to and, you know, it was, a, it was a made up play made by our drama teacher at the school, like wrote the play. Of course, classic. George Weil wrote the music. Yep. Classic. So I'm in the play, and then the night of opening night, everyone's like, oh, my God, Matt LeBlanc is in the audience. And so the play is over. We take our bows, and I see him in the hallway. And as a seven-year-old, I mean, the chutzpah that I had as a seven-year-old, I went up to him, and I was like, hi, Matt LeBlanc. My name is Esty Haim. Can I, can I audition? Can I show, like audition for you and like show you, like my impression of you in friends and and he was like sure like super nice I was like yeah of course and i looked at him and i went hey how you doing <laughs> and like crossed my arms like like was like how you doing and he started laughing and was like that was great kid that was great what's your name again sd hi i'm great you know i'm That's gonna so look for sweet. you i'm gonna like was so nice to me in and like like little baby seven year old SD. Yeah, thank God you were a seven year old girl because like cut to like now. If I'm like in my thirties, <laughs> hey Matt LeBlanc, hey Matt LeBlanc, can I audition for you? Can I do my Joey? Okay, okay, hang, stay right there, don't move. All right, hey, how are you doing? He'd be like, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? What are you? Do- what are or you doing? You flattered. Uh, yeah, I, mean, if I guess you came that up to would be, be probably so be stoked. 
Yeah, maybe. I'm sure if you can I, go I, to a movie star. Who knows? If I ever run into Matt LeBlanc again, do you think I should? Do you think I should remind him of this story? I feel like he might. Of course, because you'll be upset if you didn't. You should say. And also, by the way, I'm like a fucking rock star now, so it all worked out for me just great, <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. I would not say that. I would just be like, "Hey, Matt LeBlanc, I don't know if you remember this, but cut to 1994." Um, I auditioned for you at a school. I would play. say you came to see a play of some chick you were, uh, you know, uh, some chick you were dating you were at dating. a kid in a play. I was in that play, and like afterwards, you let me audition for you, and it was like the thrill of my fucking seven year old life. Like oh that's my God, it that's was such a the thrill. sweetest shit. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This is my point, is that you know that's an extraordinary circumstance and you're also in a lucky position because you grew up in los angeles and so like he you know he's in the ether you know you're around hollywood they're shooting in los angeles but even if you're from you know if you're from new york or some other uh, god if you're from the middle any any other part of the country or the world you know it'd be a pretty extraordinary circumstance for you to be doing a show and that he would be in the audience like but even then that excitement of being in his proximity was like so so crazy nowadays with tiktok you know if you're adding at signing somebody that you love or are interested in whether they're a musician or an actor or whatever like you can like galvanize a group of other people to like get to that person like people make stuff this example of Matt LeBlanc in the audience, Matt LeBlanc is theoretically always in the audience on TikTok for these kids. Like right. if you know yes. what I mean? Like if if maybe I do this thing, he will notice. And so there's always that excitement and potential of connecting with a fellow creator in the entertainment space that really excites people who use it for them to you know for the like even for my like you know i don't i haven't put much down tiktok like i like it i want to get good at it i'm about to get on a lot just because i i just been busy making content but now i'm gonna have time to just go nuts on it and have fun with it but i see stuff who people who make stuff like utilizing some of my weird shit and like it's cool it's the kind of shit that like i like want to be like hey that's awesome because i understand what it would have been like to if I lived in another country, like this was now the close, the, I just shortened the distance between me and, you know, the, the person whose shit I'm like fucking with. Yeah. And like, that's so cool. Like if, if you, if I could have done that to like Kurt Cobain, I totally oh would have, I would have, I would have done nothing but play Nirvana covers. Like, exactly. Can you imagine? I really can't. I, I truly can't. Cause I probably would have never been off my phone. So I get it. I just, I totally get it. I get why it's so popular. But like putting yourself into the headspace of what we started this this talk with, of the kids watching Blank Check 
or Richie Rich, depending on what memory you have of which part. But like, yeah, like if I could make something that somebody from that movie would see, like I would. Oh, my God. I would have done it all day. I know. I know. Listen, I'm with you. I'm with it. I I don't again, like I think I like perusing TikTok more than I like making the content. Because the thing I, I, I found with TikTok is that it makes me feel good when I after I close the app. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've learned something. Yeah. Especially like if your For something. You page is some cool shit. Can they have so? And I'm just talking about like artists, like there's and funny stuff, but there's like some really cool, informative shit. I, I'm all about it. There's a full endorsement. It's the for informative TikTok. stuff. Like, I think because my, because Adam is, you know, within the crypto space, I'm on crypto talk right now. So, like, everything mm. is just about you know, like NFTs and, you know, I, I saw a TikTok video the other day about like Paris Hilton talking about NFTs on Jimmy Fallon. And I was like, you know, I really think Paris Hilton and I would be friends. I think you would. We can get her on the show. That was my takeaway. Let's get her on the horn. I'm putting it in the universe. I want to have Paris Hilton on the pod. I think that's more than possible. I think that she's, I mean, my friend Grover will will want to be on the pod with us. Even though I don't the think... stars are... Da, da, Crazy. Da, 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 da. Even though the stars are blind. We can't sing, we can't sing anything on oh, this podcast. Oh, we can't sing her song. However, no, we can't sing her song. But Stars Are Blind is truly a tune. It's a bop. Can I make an admittance of something about that song? What? This is a little humble brag. So I there was a party, a very fancy party, that I got invited to where I didn't want to go out that night. But I got a text within hours saying... Hey man, I need you to play piano for Paris Hilton. And I go, <gasps> what? What are you talking about? Like, what, what is she gigging? It's like, no, like well, I'm throwing this big after party for this thing, and uh, I just want her to sing her song. And I go, what song? Oh and he goes, like, uh, "Stars Are Blind," of course. And I had never heard the song before, <gasps> so I, I like, listened to it, and then I rushed over to his house and I played the piano for her. To, I mean, she didn't sing it; she just danced around. But like, it was a cute thing. Where like, oh, I, in all That's within four so hours, cool. I experienced millions of people's like love of that song and her. I, I had never heard it, but I learned it in the best way possible because it was to explicitly play it on the piano as like a sing along for people to sing with her. That's so, so that's fun. My weird Paris Hilton story. Yeah. Lots of fun. That's so cool. I can't, we got it's tangential as we usually do. I mean, our every two, like every two guests, we have the two of us. I know. I love our little chats. So do I. I'm a little beat down. It's been like, I just all day on the phone, just been talking know, and talking and Darren. talking. Just, I, I got to get through this next two weeks, man. I mean, you know, it is. It's like when you're putting a record out, it's a big yes. thing. So that times that with also putting on this festival, it's just like, holy shit, man. What am I you're doing? You're a busy guy. And I appreciate thing I do. you being on this pod with me. I always love talking to Thanks you. Thanks for being my surrogate therapist. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, I don't I already I already like requested a Venmo from you. This is not nothing. None of this comes for free. It's already on its way. Yeah. I don't even remember like. I think I asked you questions, but I think it was also just like they were like question rants. I don't know if they made any sense. I it like people Listen, have come up to me and li- say they like the show, and I say I'm really scared that it just sounds masturbatory, <laughs> and yeah. this would be a shining example of where that could be. Honestly, the case. I mean, you know, that's my favorite word. It's a lot of people's favorite words, but you know, self care is important. Self care is, is important, guys. And doing it yourself is important. It's very healthy. So on that note, if anything, 
If anything, I think I take that as a compliment if they say that. Thank you. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Take care of yourself, guys. I love you the most. Love you. Take care, everyone. Stay healthy. Wear a mask. We love you. We'll see you soon. Till next week, That Thing I Do podcast. Lighter. That Thing I Do is a presentation of Cadence 13 Studios. If you like the show, which I know you do, please be sure to like us, follow us, and leave a glowing review. Thank you for listening to our show. We'll see you next time.